helped you succeed was connecting with the divine, I believe is how you had said that. Finding your, helping people find their true selves. So you found your true self and then you're able to connect with the divine. What did that process look like for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for me, basically in the beginning, I, you know, like really wanting to find my passion, you know, and really wanting to also connect to myself. I think I was an accountant and I was in my mind, in my head all of the time. And, but like the true passion exists in your, in your heart. Right. So uh, that's when I actually got into this personal development and really trying to learn how to even connect to myself and even mm-hmm. experience the experience, right? And feel the feeling. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I'm really good at going into my head and tr- just trying to evaluate or analyze everything instead of experience the experience in my body. So Throughout the journey of self-discovery is all about to really how I can connect to myself and how I, that's when I, and the most important experience that I love, I have done is like, I love going to the uh, beach and really connecting to myself and to the universe. It's just, that's how I, you know, like find my divine Mm. yeah. But, Mm. you know, the starting point is more about to going to this training and, how I can connect to myself and how I can experience the experience, how I can feel the feeling. Right. So mm. that's how it started. Mm. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's, this is really, so I have a very different background. Like a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, they like started young, right? Like my younger brother, he started when he was like five or six, literally selling candy to the other, our neighbors and like take selling candy at church. And like, he, uh-huh. that's when he started. A lot of people tend to start that way. Um, from what I've seen, a lot of the people I know, I was not at all that way. I didn't even start my own business and start trying things until like a couple of years ago, four or five years ago. Um, so until like early to mid twenties. And mm-hmm. what I've noticed, one of this this big shift, and I would love to hear your perspective on this, is the difference um, or the the play that spirituality and that any sort of divine plays in success and finding yourself. And I say that um, because as an employee, I was an employee for a decade working in different companies, and that was almost frowned upon um, in most companies and in most most atmospheres is this idea that, oh, you believe in something other than yourself or something outside of yourself, or you have any sort of spiritual belief. Like if it's not physical, it's not real. That was kind of the mentality that I experienced in Mm. countless places. Um, But the more entrepreneurial I've gotten and the more involved in this community I've become, the more I start to see and a lot of people making this connection that if you want success, if you want to better yourself, then being able to believe in something outside of yourself, other than yourself, how divine, whatever you want to say, there, yeah. there seems to be some important thing there. And you're smiling, so you have something to say. Okay, go right ahead. I'll shut up. <laughs> I love this question, a hundred percent. So here's the distinguish that I would t- tell you about that too. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about, you got to believe something bigger than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are only, if you're just only believing yourself, I mean, I actually, it's very important. You have to believe in yourself. Mm, Seriously. On, number one. On. Yeah. And otherwise, if you don't believe in yourself, no, there's no one is going to mm. believe in you. There's you, there's no way you can sell yourself. And, you know, especially when you're in this entrepreneurial journey. So mm. uh, that's the number one. You get to focus on that to believe in yourself first. And um, next 
thing is I would like to say about that is I'm more like um I really believe in the God, but mm-hmm. I don't believe in any sort of like a religion. Although I'm from Mongolia, my background is Buddhist, mm-hmm. but I don't, I like the uh, the God sort of thing, but I don't like they like trying to fit in this, uh, you know, following the rule and things like that. that doesn't really like, I don't understand as much. Uh, I'm like more like, again, more like a spiritual person. Like I, that's where I really find myself, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many religions, they're all amazing, right? But they have this, the, the rules where you have to follow and, you know, where you have to do the things, which what I believe is, I believe there's only one God and uh, everyone kind of put it in a category, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I look at it. That mm-hmm. seemed to be because mm-hmm. like the, the main source is really the universe, right? The main mm-hmm. source is there is one God exists and we have different categories, uh, Jewish, uh, Buddhist, um, Christian and Mm-hmm. Uh, go on right mm-hmm. so um and what how i find is it's more like a universe and that's where i find myself you know it, there is something bigger than myself and that's is a god that's the universe i like to say more like a universe but the god is kind of the main word for everyone to can relate right. at least uh, here in the U- here in the west for sure <laughs> yeah um so and yeah and because um if you are only like um so what's the word i'm looking for so and you know the your goal and your mission is also like has to be bigger than yourself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise it's you're more like a kind of a focusing on yourself than anything mm-hmm. else and it's hard to also to achieve things when you're only like kind of believe in yourself it's more like mm-hmm. egotistic um that's how mm-hmm. i kind of look at it because if you become in this entrepreneurial journey becoming a coach in service industry it's like it's not all about you you know you mm-hmm. having a bigger mission that is so bigger than you and that's something you want to go after for it, right? And mm. you want to make an impact in this world. So you can't just like, oh, it's all about me. And, you know, like that doesn't work. <laughs> and it's more egotistic. And again, you're just kind of focusing on yourself and it's all about you and where the world is, isn't all about you at all. So mm. that's why it's you, you have to find something bigger than yourself and also to believe in that, right? Mm. So, yeah. Mm, that makes su- yeah that's such an interesting distinction um and i think you're super right a lot of people think that oh if you're in business it's you can make your own schedule right it's you can do whatever you want it's all about you but the reality is as you know it is quite the opposite you are at the mercy of your customers and of your clients and it's the more of a servant you are the better your business will be which is a mindset shift in and of itself um but with this being said, you so you mentioned like you have to find yourself, right? What does yeah. that what what does that look like? What did that look like for you personally? Um, it's it looks like to me first I I have to connect to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember myself just two years ago. I'm like, I don't even know what I wanted, right? Like just by asking question, and I don't even know how I feel things because like I'm so in my head. Um, trying to like again analyze and trying to like figure that out everything in my head and you know like uh trying to control everything even so Mm. where 
the thing really exists in your in your heart. So I started to like kind of asking the question and answering that and feel it, right? And not only asking the question, also like, what does that feel like in my body, right? Mm, so that's you, so important. Yeah, you have to do that because even in the in the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is how it feels like. Even in it's only in my mind. But I don't even know what it feels like in my body. So how you connect to yourself is really asking the question and feel the feeling. Mm. So mm. that to me, I mean, I again, I'm I'm more like a left brainer and trying to like analyze and trying to control everything. And <laughs> like I eventually I let it go. Like once mm. I understand everything, like that's not gonna serve me in my life. It's you know, and that isn't all again. Again, left brain is amazing. There's part where we should really use it for reason, but I think there there are parts we really shouldn't use it for. Mm. So especially when you if you're in this like service industry, it's all about you know connecting to yourself and how also that's even how you can connect to someone else to in their heart, right? You can't mm. be in your mind and trying to connect to someone else. Mm. So and if you don't have to connect to someone else, then that means you don't have to connect to yourself. So you mm. get to first, you know, connect to yourself and really and then you know how to connect and you know how to communicate with someone else. Ooh. So come on now we're talking that is it's yeah. so true and right now like let's be honest with this is something that i will preach from the mountaintops till the day i die social media is ruining the way that we connect with people i firmly believe this it's the ruining our uh how do i say this it is ruining our connection skills that's a much better way to say that um yeah <laughs> yeah it's exactly it's do you find that you experience that with a lot of your clients that like this new age of technology, amazing. I am staring at a computer 12 hours a day. I get it. It's great. But it also inhibits the way and the, us to, to develop the skills that we need to connect with people. Do you find that yeah. experience as well? hundred percent. But like, I don't like to like negate anything. What's already out there. It's already mm. out. I think there's, I mean, there's really a big advantage of it. I think, for me, the way I look at it, and a lot of people are awakening, so I'm so grateful. And there are a lot of like people are really getting into the social media and just you know staring at the computer, like you said, right? Yeah. But um, eventually they're gonna figure that out, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. I eventually, hope so. That's not gonna. It's not gonna helping them, you know, just mm. to be staring at the computer and trying to talk, you know, uh, talk to the computer, right? That's or the internet. Because that's that was me too. Like uh again, I was in my mind, but I think you have to have a, like a desire, you desire to find what you really wanted and then you really go there. Because one thing I noticed is like people who are in this like you know uh social media, I mean it's there's a good side of it. It it works yeah. for yeah. a lot of people. And oh yeah, I'm not gonna we wouldn't you have know. connected if it wasn't for social media, hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. So but I think people are like we are like awakening and we're really smart people, you know, and they kind of figured they, I really believe they can figure that out eventually that, mm -hmm. you know, that's one way of they can use it, but also there's another way you, mm -hmm. how you can really connect to someone like this, right? So mm -hmm. you can communicate and you can connect mm -hmm. to someone else too. So like, I really don't like to negate anything what's already out there. I mean, there's, I really believe there's always good and bad side uh, for everything where we mm -hmm. do, because life is 50-50, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. I love how I came. I'm typically the 
the you in this situation. I'm typically the person who's positive. And I came in here railing negatively on social. And you're like, hey, now just calm down. You're right, but calm down. I appreciate that. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's, you know, because for me is I get a lot of clients through social media, mm, right? So yeah. I do connect. I mean, we kind of start with like text and message. Mm. And then eventually I get them like on the Zoom call or they mm -hmm. schedule a call with me and they're kind of looking for some support. They're looking for some spiritual help or they're looking for clarity in their life. And, you know, so they're kind of like feeling lost in their life or they just don't know what to do. They're kind of feeling stuck because they kind of eventually realize that social media is great, but they are so disconnected from themselves and they don't know how to connect. And they see me, how I'm doing, and they, you know, I kind of want what you have. Let's, you know, let's talk. Yeah, yeah. So, you seem very present. So I talk to people all day long. I That's my favorite thing that I do. And you are very present in the moment. Um, you're there's something about that. And it's not just about not having distractions, but it's about being present. Um, how is that something that you've just developed over the years? Is that something you've always been inclined towards? Or what did that look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I will tell you this, I'm human, I'm not perfect. Um, I, I, again, I think again, like I mentioned earlier, like I was used to like growing up, like I always be in my mind in my head, mm -hmm. all of the time. So um, I will say this, I did develop this over the time by doing meditation, right? uh, <laughs> reading a bunch of books about how you can be present. So on, yeah. one of the books that I love and I've read like th literally three times, um, it's called Power of Now, right? Mm. Um, so I think a lot of us really in, uh, in their head and in our head. Um, so, and just trying to evaluate everything, trying to analyze everything, trying to control everything uh, when, when you really can, sorry. Like, uh, but that's something we get to first realize that you can't control anything and everything. You just, you know, control only yourself, right? That's something we have to realize that one another, like, you know, sooner or later. And for me is, you know, I realized that, oh my gosh, let me just let it go of this. I literally decided to let it go. But, you know, but doesn't mean it's not going to come back. And when things come back again, I'm like, you know, in my head and not being present. Um, I always get back myself, you know, back to center and get grounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how I do. That's fantastic. Do you have? But I think, uh, okay. I'm sorry. No, Sorry. you go right ahead. I think the most important thing like really helped me is to meditation. Like that's what I was about I to When I meditate in the morning, the day really goes different mm. than usual. Yeah. There's yeah. something about that too. Not only just the meditation, but meditation in the morning. Um, if you look at, this is going to kind of sound like it's taking in the left field, but I swear I'm going to bring it back. Um, yeah. One of the... I am a huge believer in a morning routine. I have a morning routine. I, I'm a morning person, but that aside, I love morning routines. And I'm a big believer in it for a very particular reason. And it's because when you set off, when you start your day in a certain direction, it's much more likely that you'll continue in that direction, right? If you, the one of the main reasons or one of the reasons why working out is incredible and why they say workout first thing in the morning is because after you work out, you're more likely to make healthier food options throughout the day. So if you want to lose weight, let's say, or put on muscle, however it is, then if you work out first thing in the morning, you're more likely to make your other choices healthy as well. 
same thing. That's one reason why I love meditation in the morning specifically is when you make that choice first thing in the day. Not only does it impact the rest of your day, that one choice, but that choice impacts your other choices that you're going to make for the rest of the day. Absolutely amazing. And I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, that, that was just I so- I love it. Great. That's so true. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so fascinating. And like, I'm going to end the rant there, but um, I, I love that. So when it comes to meditation, is there any particular type of meditations that you do? What does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. I used to uh, use the Headspace uh, mm-hmm. a lot. It was really good, really. Uh, it's an app. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right now, like I'm just doing, um, it's in a way the Headspace is more like also like guided in a way, like you're just kind of like guided by the people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I kind of find it the same as when I when I use YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just type mm-hmm. it out, guided meditation, and then yeah. just do 10 or 15 minutes and just mm-hmm. really get centered, you know, and um yeah so you said uh, a bit earlier on that you are from mongolia is that right yes okay when uh, were you like when when did you come to the states how did what did this look like okay um so yeah i'm from mongolia i've been living here now like i moved to here like in 2013 oh wow um, okay yeah yeah, so, but I was in like in Seattle, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and LA. Now I'm in mm-hmm. Orange County, Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so that's fascinating. You said 2013, right? That is so fascinating. So the, the reason why I was asking that, I had a particular reason in mind, and it's because um, back, I want to say 2009 to 2012, somewhere in that range, um, I there wasn't a lot of talk about... Um, meditation, about yoga, about anything that had to do with the East, it, it wasn't very popular um, here mm-hmm. in the US. It was just like, like I, I had been practicing yoga and I would literally like lock my room, lock my door, get in my room and like put on headphones if I'm going to listen to something and do it and be like terrified that someone was going to walk in and find me doing yoga or meditating. It was, <laughs> it was like socially weird to do. But nowadays you look at it and it's like, oh yeah, everyone and their brother talks about meditation. Yoga is this huge thing. Um, things yeah. have changed. Um, and that really, I think that really started between like 2013, 2015, somewhere in that range. Um, mm-hmm. So when you came from Mongolia over here, did, was there much of a culture shock in that aspect? Because um, I imagine there was plenty of culture shock, but was there much of a culture shock when it comes to like meditation, yoga, spiritual mm-hmm. practice, that sort of thing? Yeah, I will say I'm gonna be very honest here. At the mm. time, I still didn't know what the meditation and yoga is. <laughs> That's I appreciate the honesty. That's fair. Seriously, yeah. like you said, I was more in like culture shock and mm. like learning English and everything else. So yeah, no, that wasn't under my radar at all. Like I only get into this in okay. 2000, um, uh, seven. 16 or 17 mm-hmm. yeah, that's when i started really mm-hmm. that's so but, funny yeah that's so funny um so you said again i'm gonna go way back to something you said earlier um that mongolia is was primarily uh buddhist is that is that accurate yes Okay. Did, did you have like a uh, Buddhist, I, w- I don't want to say spiritual because I know it's not necessarily spiritual, but like a Buddhist background coming to the US or were you not? What did that look like? What do you mean? Um, were you, 
did you have like a Buddhist, um, were you more Buddhist or was that just something? Cause I know the culture could be Buddhist, but you're not. So like, were you, did you identify as Buddhist? Did you not? Um, I never like to identify myself mm, as like, Buddhist. Even, like, I'm like a girl who is like, doesn't like to be in this kind of trying to fit in something that I don't feel like I am mm -hmm. I mean like growing up I used to go to a temple all of the time and my mom dragged me to go there and do something and fine you know I just have to do it because I'm a little girl mm -hmm. but um I do like pray but I never think like as another religion per se again like mm -hmm. I said but I think like I met a lot of people they love like what this religion I think I guess it's probably more superior than any other religion um mm -hmm. I, I think that's how I look at it mm -hmm. <clears throat> but for me is uh, like again it's like there's one god exists and all of the religion trying to put it in a category as something else mm -hmm. and they put some rules in there and do the things and have a ritual and all of that which there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how I look at it that's a great way to look at it um I actually what about you are you religious <laughs> I, I I should have known that question was coming <laughs> yeah we're gonna dive into this let's do it <laughs> I'm very curious right now let's, and that's why I love this is so unscripted it's just we're having a conversation this is why I love this okay yeah let's do it um so I grew up very Christian um like <laughs> super christian right christian amish homeschool to be technical we were actually amish for a while so like that is technically accurate um like i was the i was on all of the worship teams i led the bible studies um i went to all of the bible camps right i did missions trips i actually spoke on multiple church stages like you name it if there was something i could do to make myself more christian i did it like that was my thing wow yep um I'm literally the opposite. That's funny. Well, so this is what happened. That uh, That's how I was growing up, right? Um, and then I went off to, uh, in 2014, I went on this uh, spiritual, um, this missions trip. It's with an organization called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Uh, great organization, great people, learned a ton. Um, I went over to Denver for a few months and then over to the UK for like two months or three months or something like that. Did missions through music, really great. Came back, was studying with someone uh, to put on a conference and kind of teach what we learned to this big church of a couple thousand and like studied with this person for about six months. And then we had set a date for this conference. Everything was set and we were promoting it. And about a week before the conference, I went to the person I was putting this on with and then the church leaders and said, hey, I can't in good conscience do this. Um, I can't put on this conference. I can't teach these people. Um, the title of the conference was, um, uh, what was it? Live a life worth, um, something like live your best life or something. I'm like, I can't do this because I don't believe what I'm teaching. And I was just straight up teaching these Christian doctrine. And I'm like, I, despite just coming back from this missions trip and all this, I don't actually believe this. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in 2014. And it started a spiritual journey. And mm -hmm. I have pretty much from 2014 to 2015 or 16, I was it, weary with the church. I was weary with Christians. And then I... Yeah 
yeah um ended up throwing out all religion altogether so no spirituality nothing exists it's cr- like <laughs> hard pretty much atheist agnostic somewhere in that range um yeah. and then I realized when I did that, and I think this will be interesting with you, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. But when I did that, um, I spiraled as a person and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized I had so much of my identity wrapped of who I was wrapped up in that Christian ideology that I was this Christian, I was this good kid, right? And mm-hmm. that being a um, follower of Jesus was so much of who I was that when I threw that out, I didn't just throw out the the, idol- the um, religion, I threw out my identity. Um, mm-hmm. And I threw out the person that I identified as. And that wrecked me. Jordan Peterson, going through some of his biblical lectures, helped me kind of figure that out. Um, and then since then, I've kind of reevaluated over the last like three years, three or four years and been like, okay, well, if that's, if, if all really, it's, if not all religion is wrong, then maybe it was my perception of religion or maybe it was different things about religion. Right. Um, and to go all take this all full circle about two months ago, um, I went on this trip, uh, with some people that I had, I didn't know, um, I showed up in Salt Lake. They paid for my ticket. These people I'd never met paid for my ticket to go to Salt Lake for the weekend. We were going to do some business conference. Um, they wanted me to join. It was going to be sweet. And that's I show up. So cool. Oh, yeah. That's a whole story that like is fantastic. <laughs> but I show up and it ends up being an incredible spiritual retreat. And no, none of us, there's about 20 people there. Most of the people didn't know each other. Um, we all got together. We were all open, honest, vulnerable, willing to experience whatever we were experiencing. And mm-hmm. I came yeah. from, with a Christian kind of perspective, a Christian mindset. We had people there who were Wiccan. We had people there who were pagan, people there who were Mormon, people there who were Buddhist, agnostic, you name it. Someone was there. And like that was their framework. And yet we show up and we were able to have this incredible spiritual experience where we're talking chakra inner healing type of thing we're talking um prophecy or words of knowledge however you want to say this um you like you name it it happened and it was just so fascinating because i i had this like christian perspective framework right for me it was oh it's not words of knowledge it's prophecy it's not chakra inner healing it's uh like spiritual inner healing but like everyone else had their own framework and yet yeah. we all experienced the same thing. And that wrecked, that was the cool, yeah, I can see you're getting excited. That was the coolest yeah, thing I for am. me. I can't wait to share. It sounds like you had this like identity crisis after when you left this, you're mm. Christian, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want anything. And you had lost your identity. That's when you get like identity crisis, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got an opportunity to get on this journey of discovery. It sounds like more like a self-discovery mm-hmm. and where everyone's so different and different religion, but they're just so connected in, in a spiritual way, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant to say earlier too. Like, it's like all at the end of the day, it's just, you know, in the back in the day, and it seems like the humans kind of put in the category all of the religion and then now it's like mm-hmm. spread out right mm-hmm. versus really there's i mean i'm not there's nothing wrong with it. it's just the religion itself and really and it's really up to us what do you want to believe mm-hmm. and even whatever religion you are but you can still get connected that's the beauty of it right i love that mm-hmm. that's fantastic that is exactly it 
That's exactly yeah. right, man. Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes the people, I think that I want to also kind of talk about a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. um, I met like a person who become very successful because of the Christian, the, the religion he has, right? Okay, yeah and, yeah. and I think now, like, because he become only successful because he believed, I mean, of that religion so much that the fact that he, you know, read Bible and everything else, mm -hmm. and now, like, he could not separate himself. Mm. And he, like, and that's literally, like, he worship because, like, he's, because he becomes successful. Mm. When I was kind of uh, more like analyzing or maybe studying about him, like over the time, like I was kind of like asking a bunch of questions. One thing I realized that sometimes the the religion is really beneficial when you, because the religion that the rules they have is kind of help us to also get grounded, get centered, because bottom line is we are human. We, are, we can be wild as, as we can be. We can be just, you know. So true. So, yeah and we don't you know and we don't like mm -hmm. to follow rules things like mm -hmm. that right mm -hmm. and religion can help us to you know like okay like if you do if you just go into this route and you're you know you will get succeeded eventually mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. not everyone obviously right i mm -hmm. mean there's some people do for sure and uh, versus like you know people who are atheists and i think i feel like in my opinion the, nowadays like you know, people are so like people know how to use their brain to be successful. So like, that's kind of how I look at it. You don't have to be in trying to put it in a category where you don't feel or don't relate or don't fit in, then trying to be successful. I think that man that I'm talking is the kind of little older than me, you know, kind of old. So um, I think nowadays the people are so amazing. They can use their brain to be successful, right? Mm. So you don't have to try to fit into something to be successful. You just use your brain to be successful. And whatever you want is really there. You just get to unleash your full potential. And that's possible. And that's available to you right there. Come on. That's, you are so right. There's such an interesting change that's happened over the last what probably 20 like two decades probably 20 years yeah. where like yeah you don't it doesn't necessarily matter what organizations you belong to it doesn't really matter um what degree you have it doesn't really matter like all these things that used to be qualifiers um they don't and now it's okay can you solve a problem um can you help people can you serve people and can do you have like enough self-discipline to work on yourself and if you can do that you pretty much you can you can get successful at least in some way one way or another yeah and there are a lot of mentors and there are a lot of coaches that are there to help you to succeed you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. so that's the beauty of it like you don't have to worship like something to be successful mm -hmm. but i mean if that's who they are i mean go mm -hmm. for it again there's no right or wrong in life and you know there's it, it's gonna work out right for you mm -hmm. so you just have to find something that go out like just you know follow that and if you're mm -hmm. christian just go for it i think there's a way to succeed at it mm -hmm. we just have to believe in that the christianity right to to succeed yeah um, that thank you thank you i appreciate that's fantastic that's really yeah. good um, so I have an interesting question. I think you're going to have a unique take on this. Um, it's going to kind of tie in some of what we've talked about, but also be way out in left field. So, um, 
what, have you heard of people identifying their businesses? I think ClickFunnels is a really good example of this. Yeah. Identifying their businesses almost as a cult. Um, like the click, you'll say like, okay, yeah. So you say like the ClickFunnels cult, like the, they even in his book, Expert Secrets, Russell Brunson um, would define it as uh, you building your culture um, and the culture around your brand and how important that is. Uh, do you yeah. think people, because I know for me personally, I shared in my story, I found my identity within my religion. Um, do you think that people often find their identity within different brands? And do you think that's healthy, not healthy? I have, I'm super intrigued. Yeah, um, that's a really good, like, interesting question to me. You ask that. Um, uh, like, I remember myself, like, when I get into this, uh, I got into this personal development, like, before I become a coach. It's called like MITT. Mm -hmm. It stands for mm -hmm. Master in Transformational Train. I don't know if you have heard. So, um, <clears throat> when I get into it's like very much personal development and everything else, but I think there are a lot of people getting a feedback that they, they think this is a cult. <laughs> and they have a lot of negative feedbacks, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like a cult, but it's really not a cult. Uh, I think there is a, like a distinguish between cult and really, you know, not cult, right? Mm -hmm. I forgot the, the like, uh, like for example, like the, uh, what's the religion in people who live in Salt Lake City? Uh, Mormon is a general. Mormons are yeah. literally in a way like you there's no way you out right <laughs> it seems I mean like I, it's I have no idea I'll be honest I have no idea I know some of the people there have are like ex-Mormon but I don't know if Mormon the religion Mormon religion will actually like identify you as an ex-Mormon I think once you're in you're in I think but I'm not sure I I don't know neither but mm -hmm. I think what I'm like my take on is um so like, I don't know what exactly, like, again, like how you, how people identify as a cult, right? Mm -hmm. um, I remember when there's a one person who told me like, he's kind of overweight guy. Uh, and like, I really wish somebody kind of uh, brainwashed my brain so I can lose weight. And like, <laughs> I was literally <laughs> laughing at it so bad because, yeah. um, because I for me, the way I look at it is like, well, if that is working out for you, you just go for it. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's a, like a, you know, a cult or a trying, someone is trying to brainwash you. As long as you know that you're in the control of your life, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know where you had it. Because mm -hmm. like the, all the things is the way I look at it, they're kind of a tools that can, you know, help you to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I remember myself, I used to kind of scared of being brainwashed because it mm -hmm. seemed to be like once you get in, like it's very hard to get out of that because you are, and at the end, like you, the, how you know you're in a cult is because you know at the end of the day, you're not successful, you're not happy with your life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, you know, you are in a miserable place. And my definition is like, if any tools that you're using is going to help you to succeed and help you to empower you and help you to where you want to go, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you talk about Russell Brunson. I think uh, I have heard that this kind of in a way in a cult. It almost seemed to be, but uh, I know him really well, but I never actually bought his program or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, 
if that tools is going to help you to get where you want to go, go for it. Mm. That's, that's how I look at it. That's a great way to look at it. If it's going to help you go for it, as long as you know that you're still in control and it's going to help you go for it. Yeah. You just have to know that you're, mm. you know, you're in the control of your own life, mm. that everything else is going to be tool to get you where you want to go. Mm. So make sure that you're in a control in your own life. And that's the thing. So that, that's the thing about it. Like you make sure that you're not getting brainwashed by, you know, your brain and like obsessed with something isn't going to go anywhere, um, yep. you know, and mm. yeah, that wouldn't, wouldn't work for you. Mm. Fantastic. Well, I think that's probably going to be a good point to end. We're about running out of time here. Yes. Uh, my friend, it has been fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>